Kid Rock is back, everybody. <laughs> I fucking love Kid Rock. He's back, he's back here. He's back everywhere. Kid, uh, yeah, Kid Rock's back. Kid Rock is back. Brooks Whedon is back. Welcome to Property Size. I'm Matt Kirshen. Opposite me is Andy Wood. Hello. Uh, we are going to bring you the Weekend Science News with our special guest. We, we're not in Andy's garden as normal. We've gone to the E-Channel offices, which is the bizarre home of Nerdist TV show as well. Yeah, that's just the TV show, just because the the show is produced by E Studios. Oh my God, my phone's ringing. <laughs> no one ever calls moving here. Moving and shaking. Bill E. E is, is calling. The phone and the voice of Chris Hardwick. Do you want to answer the phone? Sure, pick it up. <laughs> here we go. Hello? Making money. Hello. Doing business. Oh, I'm sorry. You have the wrong number. Ah, that's what <laughs> it is. Oh. Yeah, like who's calling your landline? What's oh, going on over here? I really missed a good opportunity just now. Yeah. I wish I were more of a prankster. Mr. Spielberg, I can't talk right now. I'm in the middle it, of a very important podcast. It was not podcast. Mr. Spielberg. It was uh, a guy going, oh, I was trying to reach E! News. I totally could have been like, oh my God, have you heard Kim Kardashian like cut off Kanye's head? <laughs> we're fucking freaking out here. <laughs> what are we going to do? I can't talk right now. And then yeah. just hang up. I wish. Let's then, call him back. Redial. that guy forget. <laughs> I'd be like, I always miss those opportunities. You had the right number, but we want to prank you now. Yeah. <laughs> just call every number just in case and just shout that down the phone. I'll teach that guy for d- not dialing the correct number. <laughs> you know. It's just it's very funny that you were just talking about E and then someone calls thinking that my office is E News. Yeah. It's a curious home for the nerdist, almost the exact opposite of the E Channel. Well, I can tell you exactly why the relationship happened, which was um, this was also the home of G4. Um, and so when we did Web Soup, the soup is produced by E, and Web Soup was a spinoff of the soup, and so E Studios produced Web Soup for G4. And so when we uh, when we pitched the Nerdist TV show to BBC America, that relationship was already in place. This was a few years ago, so it uh, a couple years ago, so it, uh, it it made sense. So you're not under pressure to kind of like drop in the odd Nicki Minaj story. <laughs> no, but they're so delightful. I mean, if anyone should be studied by science, just bringing it back around, it should be Nicki Minaj. She is a curiosity. <laughs> she, Where was she discovered? Like, <laughs> in a cave in Borneo. Yeah. It's always, I always feel like it's a Borneo. She's the last of her kind. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of like a mammoth. You have to take her DNA. Like you have to take. You have, if you, if you, we can almost get a pure whatever she is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by breeding her with uh, an, a current elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Just take a cutting from her, maybe. I, yeah. I think she reproduces by spawning somehow. Do you, you think so? I think that's the uh, way what? Is it by Is it by feeding her after midnight? Ah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, it's getting her wet. I'm sorry. Don't it's getting get her wet. wet. Don't yeah, get, no, yeah. Do not get Nicki Minaj wet. She doesn't, like, she doesn't mind bright lights, though, surprisingly. That doesn't bother her as much. I don't know why. Now, how fun would it be to redo the, the Gremlins where... Uh, he go he goes into the where uh, Hoyt Axton goes into the Chinese shop uh, to the shop in Chinatown and it's Nicki Minaj in a cage and she's singing uh, like yeah. that and he's like oh, too much responsibility <laughs> <laughs> and if she get and if you feed her after midnight she turns into Lady Gaga and that's just <laughs> SNL get on it I, I would say that would be a pleasant change yeah. to turn yeah. her in Nicki Minaj halfway through Gremlins little Kim stabs her <laughs> <laughs> no that, I had big ass first that's all I know about her is little Kim hates her has any movie trip to a curio shop ever ended well with just like a pleasant purchase <laughs> just sat yeah, just on like your a, shelf. Someone just gets like a novelty ruler oh, or something. Yeah. Or... That makes me think. Nice, I went yeah. to. I was in Santa Cruz two weeks ago, and at night in Santa Cruz, if the people there feel like any movie from the future where the future's gone bad, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it feels like the Lost Boys to yeah. me. No, it was just like all these kids were so scummy and just like don't go near the outside lands. Like <laughs> it was fucking creepy. They, they feel they feel like Lost Boys. Yeah, it was it, great. Uh, Did they have hoverboards? I, I'm sure, the place they these start. were the poor people. Yeah. They didn't oh, okay, have hoverboards. Okay. They they had non-working hoverboards. <laughs> they no, wheels it, normally used to be hovering, but we just put wheels on them. <laughs> I took a picture underneath that this like rock uh, arc arch or whatever, and then I put it on Instagram. And I was like Lost Boys. I was like, I didn't know that. What scientifically would have to happen 
for in order for a hoverboard to work? What sort of a relationship would a small Oof. portable device have to have with the polarity of the Earth? Well, I don't know because they've 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 managed to get things to hover now. Like they've got that far, but that's like all air. With, yeah, I would just like he'll look. I mean, no, rotors. Stuff right? with, um, I think they've done stuff with fields as well, well like hovercrafts. You know, but isn't that just air? No, they've done stuff with. They've managed to make a, a frog levitate. That was a thing that happened. Did what? they fill the frog full of like magnetic beads and then uh, how, that, they filled you, it full of heat? Was that person was, string to it. was that person Mrs. Fields? She <laughs> makes cookies and also is a master of <laughs> lifting up of frogs. the magnetosphere. That's, that, is, that is the science story. I can't believe you guys missed that story. That How was did a, you guys not know that? One of the topics for this week? I, didn't I haven't research. looked no, at a no. science story in the, since the three months I quit this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you might not know this, but Brooks is uh, theoretically our third co-host, but this is the first time he's been with us since in November. Since December, yeah. yeah. I, I got broken up with. I got sad. I didn't want to talk into a microphone for it's a while. It's science. It has nothing to do with your relationship. I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad, that, uh, I'm glad I could be here for you. You did. Brought you brought together. me back. Then we got, we got to go to E, and I was like, all right, I'll come. Hardwick is great. I'll come do it. Okay, we'll talk about science. Uh, <laughs> Should we just get into a story? Well, then? let's quit. We, we, we always ask our guests this, but you've got, like... Oh, I forgot. We got to do the science quiz. Well, you, do all the, <laughs> oh, no. you do all the nerd, the nerdist thing. I know you're into sci-fi. I know you're into tech stuff. What's your background in hard science, if any? Um, well, I mean, you know, I... I was a... This isn't really science, but I was a math major when I entered college. That's a... Um, and that was, that's my background. That's the same... But then I then I drifted to the philosophy department. <laughs> I went to the complete went to the complete opposite department. I don't know if that. I mean, there's once you get to like super super pure science, there's definitely an overlap with philosophy. Well, and and, and philosophy is mathematical. If you take logic and you have to you know you have to break an argument down. Right, into, like Bertrand Russell, who's technically a philosopher, did loads of pure mathematics. I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of fun. I mean, there's that, that initial. Well, maybe most people didn't get this initial rush of glee, but when but when you can look at an argument and break it down into variables and solve the argument mathematically, it's sort of right. like, oh my god, I feel like I've just unlocked the formula for communication. Um, yeah, the first time you actually sort of, I remember the first time when we were learning about how to actually construct proofs, and you had to think for yourself and solve the puzzle. I go, like, yeah, this is it. This is how it's definitely. The, this is how this thing is definitely the case. Yeah, as opposed to just early high school mathematics where you're just being you see a problem and you think about which of the three techniques you've been taught to apply exactly and you do it and then the answer comes out well and and my my interest in science was all i mean i've always been interested in science which i think is why mike Furman and i when we would perform as hard and firm we we were very inspired by tom lair and they might be giants and right. like all those old um you know the song "Why Does the Sun Shine" that mm. they might be giants performed is from an old album of. There were these collections of science songs for children, and there was like oh, really? there was a whole album of. I didn't of, know that. Yeah, there was a whole album of physics and a whole album of motion and a, or physics and motion. There was a whole album of like weather, um, oh. and so "Why Does the Sun Shine" was one of those songs, and it's this very it's kind of Disney esque sounding. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas. Like every song is like that. It's like it's Dottie Evans and Tom. Uh, shit, I can't remember. Um, I'll pull it up on my. I'll pull it up on my laptop. But basically, Furman and I, you know, would write these. Um, wow, what, how did John John Flansburg put it the perfect way? They were oh fact based songs. Right. So we would you know like the first song that Mike Furman and I wrote was about the carbon cycle, and then we wrote a song about the numerical value of pi, and then we wrote a song about we wrote a song that was never a very popular song, but it was. Um, we did this series for uh, this now defunct comedy website called Super Deluxe, and it was uh, the, the the it was a series of shorts, four shorts called CPBS, which was if country music television had a science ah, channel. I love this. Um, <laughs> Because we, we we felt that science wasn't something that the, the genre of country music often overlooks, and so uh, <laughs> a bit so too we often, yeah. we wrote a bunch of songs. Uh, we wrote we wrote it like a breakup song between Darwin and Christ. We wrote a song <laughs> about um, just a song. Oh, we wrote a song just about science, like just about a guy who is a, a kick-ass science guy. And then we wrote. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. <laughs> well, it was. Uh, there was this uh, there's this musician there's this guy called Trace Adkins. Oh yeah yeah. And so like 6 or 7 years ago Brian Posehn said this guy's such an unapologetic redneck there's no way you can make fun of him. So the idea that we came up with was to take his style of like I'm a fucking redneck and make it all about science. 
Uh, so we made this song called Trace Elements that was that we put up there, and then a song called Death of the King, which was all about all of the physical processes that Elvis Presley went through after he died, like all of the decaying <laughs> and all of the gases that are released, and all of the and which we got a lot of threats when when that went up. Really? People were like, yeah, people were, people were like. This should be condemned. You should this shit like writing to the writing to the company super deluxe. I mean, like you should you have to take this down immediately and people are like, uh what? fucking free speech, you dumb redneck. Like and, it, and you know he is dead as well. Like that I mean like yeah, everything yeah. in that song is true. And it was and not it was not anybody. it was not disrespectful. It was just it was all you know, like the, the cadaverine is the gay like these are the gases that are released and this is the smell and this is yeah. the these are all of the, the parasites that are attacking the body. It was just about the physical process of death. And but just happened to be applied to the most beloved <laughs> legend in music. He's gone. Let it go. He's definitely dead. Yeah, he died a long time ago. Guys, I got some Trace Adkins here for us. So. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, hold on. There's, it really kicks in. A little background, this, this Chris. Just, this, we, we had to listen to this all. So he he went through the summer of country last yeah, summer. Yeah, I got real so in a country he, summer. And that's why I have Trace Adkins on my computer. Country, oh, that was on your computer. Yeah, yeah. That's on my iTunes. I downloaded the 500 best country hits and played them all summer long. And uh, then I grew a mustache and then realized that I was a human cartoon <laughs> and stopped. Here's a... Oh, sorry, go oh, this is an advertisement. I, I was going to give you a little bit of trace elements. And then we also wrote a song about the numerical value of pi. That's that was the first yeah. hard and firm song I heard. Which we just got to play again. We get to remind people every pie year day. on March 14th, which is really fun. Right. It just happened. Is trace elements the one that has the lyric, uh, deoxyribonucleic asshole? Yes. That, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Um, so we have a little pop quiz. We oh yeah, here up. I have science questions. I'm going to ask you, but they're just—it's like your own opinion. It's not I'm, like I'm asking you like what is what element number is. What is the drag helium. coefficient? Okay. Yeah. okay, but here, just like quick, rapid fire. You just answer whatever. Okay, Chris Hardwick, favorite yeah. scientist. Favorite scientist? Um, oh, Tesla. That's good. good answer. That's a great answer. All right. Very good answer. Least favorite scientist. Well, am am I supposed to say Edison because I said Tesla? I don't think I don't think so. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I have a, the name of a. I don't know if I know. I don't know if I have a least favorite scientist. I guess I guess I'm yeah yeah. I don't know if I have a least favorite scientist. Uh, um, how about? Uh, People, you Otto can, Octavius. <laughs> I like it. Otto Octavius, least favorite scientist. He's evil. I like it. Um, but okay. he was only evil because you know he had a horrible. Like he was a good person. He's he too nice. Chris. Always he good can't even condemn an yeah. evil character. Um, okay. Uh, no one's truly, truly evil. <laughs> favorite uh, high school subject. Uh, favorite high school subject. I I think it might have been. Um, I think it was Latin. I was president of the Latin club. Oh. Um, okay. Largest explosion you've ever been a part of or seen? See, I just want to make dick jokes when you say something. <laughs> uh, I like it. Go for it. No um, one's done that in the in the year that we've been asking that question to people. No one. Are you serious? No one's gone for the dick so, joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yours. The first time I got a blowjob. <laughs> we'll be right back with sports well, and weather. Well. Um, uh, the largest explosion I've ever been a part of. Um, you mean so I was present for it? Yeah, like I mean, just like a fireworks gone wrong, or you built a bomb. Or did you ever go off into the woods as a kid and well, I put have things in a pod and make them bang? Well, I do. I <laughs> uh, I had a friend in school who was um, he was this uh, tough nerdy kid, if that makes any sense. Like he was super, like super, super, super OCD about his comic books. Ah, um, but uh, he also. If anyone ever tried to push him around, he would just fucking punch them in the face. He was my favorite person in yeah, school. Yeah, right. you mean there was a psycho in your school? <laughs> he was, yeah. yeah that's right. But it was great because, you know, like... Yeah, but we, a psycho on your team. We were at the classic nerd table. There were like three of us, right. and for some reason, this kid and I were friends, and he transferred in from, from another school. I think maybe that's what it is. He was Always a new kid. the transfer, And yeah. so when a couple of this, you know, like the classic school bullies came over and like, Tried to fuck with his lunch. He just stood up and punched oh. one of him in the face, and the kid started crying. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever experienced. And the credits rolled. Oh, it was <laughs> he so great. Up into the sunset. But he did do one thing that to this day disturbs me, which was just the one. He, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was not disturbing. That was triumphant. Um, he 
uh, his parents like had a lot of money, and so he just they just didn't give a shit. Like he just did whatever he wanted, and he would force he would. One day he would put firecrackers into frogs' mouths and oh, just watch them oh, explode. That's not fun. No, and so <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and I felt I felt bad. I just felt really bad. I still feel bad to this day. That's a bummer. Um, they say once you once you work up to vertebrates, then that's the sign of a future serial killer. Because I always tell myself I'm not a bad dude. We truly blew, blew up a lot of crickets. We would attach yeah, we stopped crickets an to firecrackers and put them Do on. Do snails count? Because they're still a crunch. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a great. Idea. I actually seem to recall we did not hang out much after that because I think I was so freaked yeah, out. Yeah, you by get it. freaked out. But we had crazy. we had a rogue kid like that too named Rory who like we liked him because he was so fucking crazy and he would just yell at the teachers. But then he stepped over the line at recess when he peed down the tornado slide, and we're all like, we love the tornado slide. Why are you attacking our tornado slide? You know. Kids are natural scientists. He probably just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just like a nice stream down the tornado. It's side, reducing like, friction. It's making it like a low rent water slide it at totally that point. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I think we should go do that now. Okay, let's do we'll it. Go pee Let's down the go to slide. Brooks's high school. <laughs> yeah, our high school. Hey, everybody! It was our high school tornado slide. Yeah, yeah. Go, go back to Iowa. Let's do it in the name of science. <laughs> and then we all get arrested. <laughs> I wouldn't. I never went down the tornado slide again. After it's another that. example, the government cracking down on science. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to do experiments. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Obama. <laughs> My brother was a psycho. He would throw out bird seed and then shoot the birds when they came to eat it. And I would like oh. cry and be like, "No, what are you doing? That's not fair." They're just yeah, yeah. Trying to survive. They're just eating. Yeah. He was doing it one. And that's cri- their weakness. No, he's such. <laughs> he was such a psycho. He's like, he did it one like Christmas, and he's like, "Be quiet, listen, listen." And I'm like crying, and I quiet down. I'm like ten, and he's like, "You hear that?" I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Those baby birds. All they want is their moms for Christmas." Oh my god! Oh, oh my! Oh guess god. what? He's They're all... dead. Oh my god! Yeah. What is this person doing now? He's a wrestling coach. Okay. <laughs> Still giving a lot of the same advice. Oh, I'm sure. Actually, he turned into a nice guy in the last, like, ten years. But, like, as a child, kind of a mean dude. Yeah, that's next level. That's uh... It's really incredible how I feel like so much of us have... It's so easy for anyone to turn out psychotic. Like, to, for anyone just to go down that path. If you're completely unattended and, and, not, uh, and have nothing to keep you in check... I mean, I guess that's the whole point behind Lord <laughs> of the Flies. But, I mean, but ultimately... Everyone could really be that guy for the rest of their lives. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, I catch him sometimes when he loses it. I'm like, God, hey man, you're like a, a teacher, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Fuck these kids. Yeah, yeah. What? No, come on, man. You gotta keep this job. Uh, but yeah, he's good. I mean, you have kids, and then I think you turn into a nice. I don't know. He's nice at post kids. Oh, he is. Okay. Actually, he got married. Being married turned him into a nice guy. Oh, okay. Or else you swallow up that resentment of giving up your life for these people, then just treat them passive aggressively forever. One of those two. Mm, yeah. He likes them. He seems to enjoy them. Nice. They're nice. Um, final question, Chris. What's the your favorite experiment you remember being involved in at school? Oh, well, I mean, the liquid nitrogen experiments were always really fun. Ooh, uh, what'd you get to dip in it? Yeah, just like a, a flower or a banana. They, I never or, got oh. to do that. Did you or guys a, get to do that? No, I got to person. see it. Saw it. Yeah. I, I got to witness other like someone demonstrating it, but we never actually got to play with it. I was thinking about this recently just the, the, and how much how much our um culture has changed since I was a kid where you could get uh you know my I got a chemistry set for Christmas one year. And there were deadly chemicals inside. <laughs> they used to let and you it, play with mercury. Yeah, and they yeah. basically would just it basically would just say like, you know, be careful. <laughs> like that was about as you know that you, but and then if there were chemicals, were like you can drink this one, you can't drink this one, or or if there were certain chemicals that you mixed together would create, you know, like some sort of a horrible gas or something, gas like. or, or or reaction, and or you could, you know, you could permanently scar your skin oh, if you, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, I did that. I put salt. If you put salt on your skin and then ice over it, it scars you. Really? It fucking yeah. We all did it at the movie theater I worked in one year. I should definitely not try to dry my tears with ice cubes. Yeah. I'm going to freeze them. <laughs> yeah, see, that scar, that's from when I was 15 working at a fucking movie theater. And you put, wow. why, now, why did you do that? Because somebody was like, that'll scar you, and we all did it. Like, the eight kids who worked at this movie theater all have the same type of scar on their forearm. <laughs> so because you didn't this, believe it. Could you basically do some kind of an etching on your skin if you put, like, a salt? Probably. Like, I mean, it hurt really bad. Ooh. It's like it's just like a chemical burn. I don't know what's happening. I mean, I could look it up maybe in four it's seconds. A, it's a nice, but it's a, it's it's, a cold is burn. Is it a frostbite? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You gave yourself mini frostbite. Yeah, it was insane. 
That's like when I made. Uh, I found out you can make your own sorbet with two Ziploc bags and some rock salt. All I have to do is. What are you like? A uh, you're a dad now. That's like some awesome. dad. <laughs> it's awesome. I did it. Like I was at a hotel. I, That's I the had difference between Brooks and Andy there. Yeah, like Andy, I, I Andy's think like, you can make sorbet, Brooks. Like, you could burn your arm. <laughs> well, Fifteen when I sit, maybe eighteen, maybe I was eighteen. Instead of burning yourself, next time, put some fruit juice inside a Ziploc bag. Put that inside a bigger Ziploc bag full of salt and shake it around for like two minutes. All right, this, this just turned it's into amazing. like uh, cat, uh, this just turned into uh, <laughs> Kelly and my, I don't even know Regis, <laughs> Michael Strahan. Thank this you. Turned into, uh, Thank you. Something. Next time, check the references yes. before oh, you start talking. Have you about guys this. seen Nathan for you? The new Comedy Central show? No. no it's the best. It's the funniest show ever. He, like, created a viral video, like, in real life where, like, a pig saved a goat. And then it was, like, on the Today Show. Like, just watch oh, Nathan I saw for some of the trailers for that. Yeah, they... It was entirely faked you, and it went around the world. It, yeah, it, it was super effective. But, like, That's it's awesome. just a show where the Nathan, I think his last name's Fielder, uh, he's fucking hilarious. He just goes around and fixes people's problem why am i pumping this show up? it just made me laugh harder than any show i've seen in a long time he just goes and fixes problems it's like uh oh my business is failing he comes in and fixes it but with terrible ideas like only let attractive people shoplift from your store well, i don't understand how is that going to help anyone if the ideas aren't sound but that's what's so funny about it i don't uh, understand he should be helping these people if that's the purpose of the no it's like Pretty just fucking. Isn't it fun? <laughs> isn't it fun how there's no irony at all on on like the internet on Twitter or whatever? Like I was on Talking Dead the other night. There we we did this piece from the set of Walking Dead where the prop master showed all of these torture tools that were used in a scene. Right. And we came out of the thing, and I said, "Who else has an erection?" And someone <laughs> tweeted at me. They were like. You're sick. Why would that give you an erection? Uh, like how is how uh, my favorite oh. my favorite thing on Twitter is like every I don't do it too much because otherwise people get wise to it. But just every cu- couple of weeks, I'll tweet something so like rot like intentionally clunkingly wrong, and see most people seem to find it funny, and then a few people just take it completely face value. It's a joy. Like <laughs> you like that interaction. I, I love like on um on May the fourth last year, I tweeted um. Let the fourth of May be with you. Right, hashtag Star Trek. <laughs> I just sat back and waited for corrections. That's, that, that's, that reminds me of uh, an old. Uh, Brian Posehn has an old bit about how about wanting to be horrible to people but not being able to fight. So he just he kind of trolls them in ways that is confusing. So when when everyone was lining up for for episode one of Star Wars, he would drive by and go, Star Trek sucks! <laughs> <laughs> or like he said, he would drive by a really hot girl and go, go back to Mexico! <laughs> oh, dude, that was that was on his, like, presents. I think maybe it was. Because I loved that. I remember that so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's the, the special where he drove over a mattress. I think so, yeah. Fuck you, man! <laughs> That's a good post. Fuck you! That's a really good post. Uh, I love, it's, it's I like, love post the perfect Posein is like 70% Scooby, 30% yeah, Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little it's Cookie like, Monster in there, too. It's a little I bit of Cookie Monster. Cookie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. I remember that special really well. So uh, here's a story. Let's get, get into some of your stories. This one, um, this one's kind of close to, to your field, uh, Chris. It's, it's a tech story. It's, um, it's an iPhone app story. Uh, these scientists have used an iPhone 4S to diagnose intestinal worm infections. Yes, I read about this. They they basically jerry-rigged a uh, a, uh, a, a a 4S with an, a lens and some double-sided tape, and they were they've turned they, it into a microscope. Yeah, they were using the phone, it, and it 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 it. it properly diagnosed like seventy percent of the cases that that they were holding it over poop. Yep. And and zooming in and seeing Which is because I I've, I've used my iPhone loads of times to take photos of my own shit. Like as I'm sure we all have. <laughs> and now you know that you can really get close up and but in there. Now you can know I, if you have worm infections. Yeah, I normally just Instagram it. Yeah, but... well you can put some sweet filters on there. Nashville looks great on, on <laughs> Um or Sutro is good. I'm an X Pro guy. Nice. Pro X or whatever it is. <laughs> but this is this is quite remarkable. They what I like is that the scientists who did it, uh we're like, 70% accuracy isn't really good enough. We want to be above 80. We're not quite there yet. So they're still pissed off that they haven't quite nailed it. Uh, but this is like a serious problem. And now if you're in Tanzania, all you need is an $8 lens and and, and a $400 iPhone. But 
But it's but once it, you've got that seven hundred fifty dollar iPhone. Well, it's an I old- tried to buy a new. I told myself if I got something, which I got, I would buy a new iPhone. Uh-huh. And then I went in to get it, and they're like seven hundred fifty dollars. And I was like, Nah, I don't. Because there's no plan renewal thing. Yeah, because I dropped my other one down a sewer. Oh, Brooks. Yeah. Was well, nice. you were you escaping? Were I was skateboarding. I was skateboarding, and it was in my top shirt pocket. And then I bent down to pick up my skateboard, and it fell out and oh. down a sewer. It was the middle of summer country, and it was just playing Alan Jackson out of the sewer. So now it's down in the sewer, inadvertently testing shit in its own way. It's sort of doing. I like suppose a so. Anyway, I don't know why I got mad about the price of the iPhone there. Do you feel like as sad as you are about losing the phone? Like happy that the sewer people have gained something that they can play with? I can for a few days after I could go on and do the locate your iPhone, and I could see it where it was on Melrose. I was like, oh fuck, damn it! Now I, I you know for some reason. I uh, when I said jury rigged, uh-huh. something in the back of my head said, "Is that one of those old phrases that's actually really racist?" And I'm not aware of it. No, you. Uh, no, and there's so a I, different. And so there's I, a different way to say that. And that's so much I, more racist. And so, <laughs> so I looked it up, and a bunch of people contend that it is a racist phrase for Germans. What? It's like wow. when I found out that "gyp" you can't say that someone gypped you. That that's actually Gypsies. racist against gypsies. I'd never even. I mean, I realize that now, but like, you know, for a long time, I didn't realize there was any connotation. Or like when you played Smear the Queer growing up. Okay, now I don't. <laughs> that's really not. I can't support that. This is a uh, yeah. This is no. I mean, it's because they were gay. Etymology. <laughs> etymology. Oh, wait right. a minute. Sorry. What about etymami? Etymology. <laughs> Brooks is our least. Uh, the only one who's actually employed as a scientist in this podcast is the one who always that's interjects. Really that. um, yes, uh, the the etymo- etymology, which is uh, somewhat some somewhat sciencey, I mm-hmm. would imagine. It's the the, yep. the origin of words. Yeah. It, you don't have to worry about staying on yeah, topic. Nobody's but... going to be judging this. But there are all these different definitions of. Now I've just gone down a, a, war, it, a, a rabbit hole of of this of, word. Is it you Jerry or ra- Jerry? I thought it was it's Jerry. Ju- it's ju- well, they're 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 maintaining that there are two definitions. Okay, Jerry. If you say Jerry, that is a derogatory slam uh, slang, slang for Germans. Okay, used um, during the war. Used during the war. Jury rigged is a nautical term. Um, which has a positive connotation oh, because oh. It, it 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 implies innovation, like you were jury, able to J U R Y J U R Y as a different as opposed to J E R R Y. There's there seems to be a lot of and I mean it's it really is like a weird debate. And the, all these websites are like, is Jerry rigging a fra- a racist phrase? Some people say uh, yes. Some people say no. Now I'm going to say the jury is out. Ah, <laughs> uh, the I like it. I'm excited. I could. I almost launched into a whole bit about how it's just some dude named Jerry who was bad at stuff. But then I realized that's not funny at all. Or you can just put stuff together efficiently. It doesn't always mean badly, right? It just means like slapped at. Well, I guess that means badly. Quickly. It means done quickly, right? A few days ago, I put. I needed to aspirate something, and I, so I stuck a syringe in it and then pulled the syringe out. And since it had vacuum, it wanted to pull it the like plunger back down mm-hmm. so i stuck a battery in it and then taped that and then my boss goes that's some good engineering over there <laughs> did you now according to urban dictionary oh it's horribly racist ah but everything in urban dictionary is horribly racist yeah and then there's a bunch of n-words on this page <laughs> <laughs> which really they are fine with i mean is there no hey I'm, I'm already thinking urban dictionary is just like the dictionary that a group of black people in the city have got together and made i don't know what this is this is horrible according to the <laughs> according to the facts of life wiki it refers to something that has been put together as though done by jerry jewel so i i guess that she wouldn't be great at building things necessarily all right here's she, the okay. point uh if jerry rigged is a racist phrase. Right. We've said it I a lot. I am sincerely <laughs> apologetic about uh, that and certainly did not mean it in that way. Who is it? I hope who you is don't it mind. racist towards? He said German. I don't know. I don't know. You know, some wiki... Some, some, something to be racist, it has to be derogatory towards someone of a certain... You can't just be, like, generically racist. Some people say Germans, but then Urban Dictionary has a whole slew of other <laughs> suggestions. I, I'm just, I wish I, I want to back out of this. Is, I want to backpedal. Yeah. Urban, Urban Dictionary 
perfectly described the girl who broke up with me. I did, like when I was like bumming about it. My friend's like, dude, who cares? She's a trustafarian, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then Urban Dictionary. Had, oh, those it, are the Hate Ashbury kids. Like the they're they're like the ri- they're like the rich dude, kids. Who live on the streets. That's exactly. Dude, here's what it says. Privileged white kids who subscribe to the hippie lifestyle because they can since they have no worries about money, job, etc. They can devote their lives to eating organic, following fish, and wearing dreadlocks. I was like, she does all of those things. Yeah, trust the farins. And it made me feel good that I was like, ah, well, she's a cliche. I'm okay with this. Yeah, you didn't need, that wasn't the one for you, Brooks. Oh, God. Listeners to the show, Brooks is back on the market. Ladies, write in. No. Send your headshots. But you got to be a trustafarian. That's what I'm into. Um, So now that we know that we... By the way, I hope you don't mind this episode is going to be tagged as like, Chris Hardwick gets racist on this week's probably... I really hope you don't do that. (laughs) I really need you to not do that. (laughs) It would be awesome if you didn't do that. Uh, Well, anyhow, so I think we should move on to a story that I found fascinating. Have you guys heard about the advances that they've made in um, liver transplants recently? I have because I found because that story. Because you found the story and sent it. Chris, have you heard about this yet? So they're uh, so they're saving people's lives and turning them into livers. They're turning people into wait what? They're li- they're living. They're they're livers. Oh, oh. They're, I'm sorry. Yes. I like it. I they're not dyers anymore. Now they're no, livers. they're not dyers. They're yeah, livers. Yeah. We get cadaverized where I work, and it gives the medical history of that person and like why they died, and it has really made me drink less. You can hide your cadaverized. <laughs> And your smile doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> anyway, we get 30-year-olds who are just like, liver failure. And I'm like, wow, no. Wow. Is, that, is that from a pre-existing condition? or is No, that it's, from- like, it's from, uh, it's, I forget what they call it. like Leaving ET- Las Vegas? ETOH uh, addiction, like uh, alcohol addiction. Wow, are those the guys that come in with sunglasses? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, uh, no. But anyway, what I see that do- people die young from alcoholism. I don't really see it. But then when I get these things, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It can happen. Yeah. I mean, you are literally poisoning your body every time you drink a lot. Right. And your body has to deal with the toxins. Yeah, I quit drinking like three weeks ago, and I feel like a superhero right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, wake up, and I'm like, what? I'm not tired. How is this? I remember happening? everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyhow, we got on this topic because uh, there has been an advancement in the ability for... Um, surgeons to transplant livers after a longer duration of time has passed and without having to chill them, which can damage the tissue. There's a device they made that actually mimics the interaction with the liver has with a human body and hook it up to all these different pumps and fill it full of oxygenated blood and also have regulators that monitor sugar levels and all these kinds of things. So now they can have, or I guess with uh, previously when they would have to chill livers, they would last, I think, only up to 12 hours. Now they last at least uh, double that. And in animals, they've gone up to 72 hours. Now, do, they, do, do the livers chill with like a chill-out mix and <laughs> yeah. some Nag Champa insets? Yeah, that's exactly what they do in professional labs. <laughs> they've got a... <laughs> they just they put them in a chill chamber. Yeah, they just yeah. have some... Take them to the tiki bar. <laughs> These recliner seats look like eggs. And you just sit in them, and they're really These are the comfortable. the most chillaxing livers yeah. ever. They're trustafarian livers, really. They have no worries. They get hooked up to these no worries. pumps. Yeah. Just breaking up with Brooks and going to India. But actually, speak- did she go to India? Yeah, she went to India. Of course she went to India. Of course she went to India. Did she go to, like, did she go to like, Delhi, or did she just go to Goa? I don't know. We haven't talked. All right, it's go funny, back it's to funny you should mention chilling livers, though, because uh, the article on NewScientist.com has uh, a video of this liver being put into this device and hooked up to everything and you see the blood rush into it and it turns from kind of a grayish to, to bright red like it's living but then for some reason that maybe they had no audio in this video so they set it to this Wait. oh i was really hoping it was back in black that is that is a chill mix yeah. that is a royalty-free chill track i <laughs> <laughs> came straight off of apple fucking whatever Yep, I knew what I was talking about there. Are you talking about Super. the loop? Uh, yeah, just the the like free little the, like intros that they have on yeah. GarageBand and shit. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's like some kind of Creative Commons funk thing. Oh yeah, or maybe that's just Stanton Moore's liver. I don't know. Did he have a problem? Does anybody know? When we were making our radio show in 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 Britain a few years ago, like the the production office we were doing it in just had that like they still had the hard copy library, so it was just two bookshelves completely full floor to ceiling of free license free music with just names like a uh, uh heavy beats and, oh. and this was on a boat where bbc couldn't control you right that's off, exactly off it, the yeah. coast of england <laughs> and we had some crazy the real times. rogue 
comedy podcast out there. Yeah, you can't Curtis wrote us. our lives. There we go. Pirate uh, radio. Well, it's a podcast. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> we could do whatever we want. You, yes, you exactly. No, we don't have to listen to your rules. You're rebelling against nothing. <laughs> listen, you can't tell us what to do. Adam exactly, and Eve, I, cannot... I can't be held back. I'm going to say whatever comes to mind. I You're don't exactly care. right. You have yeah. the freedom to You're do right, that. You're right. I'm right. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. With our blessing. I mean, I, it's I'm not, going to. I'm already doing it. airwaves. Stay off my... <laughs> well, I'm um, skyping in. I'm not even on your lawn. So, Chris, how long ago did the Nerdist start? Like, you were like one of the first early podcasts, right? Like early, early. Not real. No, we started in 2010. Um, and you know, there. If, if you yeah, go, like, you, you go, you go back to 2005 for like Ricky Gervais, or even you know, Veronica Belmont did a podcast in like 2004, 2005. People were doing podcasts before then, but it, you know, it, 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 iTunes sort of. Uh, tipped podcast okay. because before there was this weird file format called the Og Vorbis and you know like you'd have to you'd you know maybe you'd have a real player you'd have some sort of a player that you would have to import the file into like it was it was very early adapter it was almost like ham radio at that point and so as soon as iTunes made the delivery system uh, simple yeah then and you know and put it on i you know put it on itunes and it, then it sort of helped tip everything i mean I, I came into i think i came in with a good wave of podcasts but you know guys like pardo and doug benson and oh, Aaron, yeah. like they right. were podcasting for uh, pardo probably of all the comedians that i know personally probably has the the, the longest running podcast well he was a, like probably the last one who managed to get away with subscription yes the first and last, he struck at the exact moment before everything broke, where there were just too many podcasts. Well, I think I anyone think. could get away with subscription. You'll just cut your audience by like a hundredth, right, you know, right? Like you know, of of all the people that are of all the things that people can listen to, they just don't want to usually Dude, have to pay for. Yeah, it. Yeah. I just listened to the Tom Hanks Nerdist. What yeah. the fuck was that? Like he's, he's like the greatest guy ever. Where did you <laughs> Where did you interview him? In his office. Ah, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, we went to his office and just. It was he was exactly what you would yeah. want him to be. I, have to, I think that he should run like anytime you become like a huge celebrity, you should have to take Tom Hanks's class on being a celebrity. Yeah, and then you just fucking chill out, man. Don't just do what Tom Hanks does, doing it right. I think you know, there's there's just there there are a handful of people who were just kind of like, you know, just like blue collar guys, and they sort of look at acting as work. And if they get to work, then they they consider themselves lucky. And he's one of those guys. Like he just he's not like. Oh well, it's acting, you know. Like yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, he's not super precious about it, and he's just a good dude. Yeah, that was like awesome because you never. That's what I like about podcasts, like with with like Nerdist a lot, is how you you never get you get like an eight minute interview usually with these people on like a panel where yeah. they're promoting something. Yeah. You have the hour long format. You get to like hear about everything. Fucking way better. Yeah, I mean it's. It, I mean it's almost not fair to the you know like late night talk shows because in six minutes. There's, they, they're going to have to ask the most obvious questions, and right. it's, you know, it's sort of hit or miss whether or not they can connect with someone in that short amount of time. And they're just generally setting them up for like, what's the one anecdote you're planning to tell on our show, and what's yeah. the clip that we're going to run, and it's it's purely promotion at that point. Mm-hmm. It's they just they don't have the ability to really get to know. They used people. to like the older. I remember seeing some of the older Dick Tonight, yeah, and even like the earlier Tonight shows or Tom Snyder or you know. Bob Costas or you know like there were yeah. shows where yeah. they were allowed to breathe and you could really talk to people and they'd just be sat there on a couch with a cigarette for half an hour <laughs> yeah exactly because p- people's attention span the audience's attention span by and large was longer so people were accustomed to not you know MTV really did ruin everything in terms of what our attention spans are but it you know it it ruined it but people wanted it to be ruined so it's sort of a yeah. it was a very symbiotic ruining um, um, and I've heard a lot of times the interview segments and talk shows are the lowest rated segments of them, which is fascinating to me. Like people don't even it's just this outdated idea that we we want to see somebody plug something for five minutes. You know? like, yeah. I mean, you know, like when you think about the I think the function of a late night talk show is to give someone a familiar thing to get into bed with. Right. And right, not and totally. sort of pay attention to. It's not, you know, I, I think very few people are are watching late night talk shows an inch from their screen just waiting to absorb every morsel that comes I up like, they just, I like to more. save up the whole series and then just watch them in one go yeah exactly let's get this all on Netflix you know, um, so just to finish this story so what oh, they the, the, the li- liver yes, so yes back on remember the liver back then so they they basically kept the liver alive by simulating what the body does like it 
Right, so it can stay at the same temperature as your body. It doesn't have to be chilled. And it, yeah, and pumped blood in and out. So yeah. it, it, turned, it turned the liver into, rather than sort of keeping the thing chilled, it just kept it going. Going as it was doing, yeah. And then I guess that gives you more time uh, for the doctors to test its, its viability before actually deciding to transplant it. And also, interestingly, they said that they can transplant kidneys that wouldn't... Um, that sometimes kidneys that have that are fattier would uh, not deal well with the freezing process, but with this process, you could give someone a fatty. Did I say kidney? A fatty liver. You could give someone a fatter liver. Would, would you want? I don't, to, I don't know I don't why really you like want the phrase "fatty liver." Fatty like, that liver. disgusts <laughs> it sounds me. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. That is a disgusting phrase. It just it just conjures up like seven images from the movie Seven of like doing human foie gras or something, force-feeding somebody well, let's, let's just talk to about get the like, most delicious... You know, just sort of branching off that idea, the the idea of, um, like, bioprinters that, you oh, know, right. when, I, when I worked on Wired Science... Oh, that was another thing that I did. I hosted a show for PBS for Wired, for right. a science show. And one of the stories, and this was, like, in 2007, was a guy basically took, um, I think maybe it was chicken heart cells and just put them in an, essentially in an ink tank on a regular uh, printer. And it it just started printing out the cells, uh, and then when all the cells, when enough cells got together, they all started beating in unison. Um, what? That's insane. Yeah. Wow. But just the idea, especially with three D printing technology, like you know, you could ideally, you know, you would just get a, a strand of your DNA and be able to just print, print out, out like if, like if you lost an ear or if you lost an organ that you know like there would there would be some sort of a 3D bioprinter that would print out your specific replacement part if that technology oh. were around would you use it to try and swap out some of your body parts um like, the like technology a, is around and you can't like i mean but like, like you, you know, if you had enough money would you give yourself like a mega hand I don't, like know if I, I don't know if I'd want to make... I don't know if it can... Oh, so you're saying, okay, all right, yeah, I guess there's no reason why you couldn't print out a Mega Hand if you really wanted to. Like, yeah, just, just have it reattached. Or you'd have to go to, like, a Kinko's where they have, like, their big printing department. <laughs> Large like, format by I really, I really need a big hand. <laughs> oh, man. Can you just put these cells just, in your... Just the Everlong video? You just turn into that weird scene from... Anybody else see the... Uh, I know okay. in the... No. I won't say it. Never, I'll take guys off about its Arrested Development. Uh, spoiler, I'm not going to say it. It's fucking hilarious. You're not going to spoil the rest okay, of the development, the show right. that went off the air five years no, ago? No, but it's about the new, the Buster in the new season, he gets oh. a mega hand. Oh, don't talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll edit that out. We have to bleep that now like we do yeah, with the Breaking yeah, yeah, Bad yeah. spoilers. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, so anyhow, so the liver is not actually, this isn't something that they're doing uh, in, in a widespread fashion yet. It still needs to be approved uh, in Europe first, and then eventually maybe it'll happen over here. But this is uh, uh, happening over in... Um, the company's called Organox, um, out of University of Oxford. Organox. Organox. <laughs> I am Organox, the file sorting robot. Yeah. <laughs> the company is actually just one robot. <laughs> That's everything. <laughs> it's just taking over in the size now. So people are going to have better. People are going to have uh, a better chance of surviving liver failure. And if you previously had yeah. a fatty liver, then you can replace it with a matching fatty liver. I am going to start drinking again. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got out of that. I don't. It doesn't sound like they've perfected this yet. No, I got. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's it's, it's all I need. It. Let me okay. ask you guys this: Do you do you live with the? Uh, for instance, you read a story today. One in three seniors will suffer. Will will die with dementia. So, do you? Is that disturbing to you, or do you do you say, yeah, science will catch up by the time I get there? Oh, I say that about everything. <laughs> <laughs> How much science do you think really will catch up uh, within within thirty years? I mean, uh, let's talk to Ray Kurzweil about it, or whatever that guy's name is. He'll Kurzweil. Well, yeah, but that's more about transhumanism, and that's yeah. more about you know, like melding your brain with a machine. I don't know. Okay, so in the lab I work in, there is it was built in like the eighties, and there's this plaque that hasn't been updated about what's going to be available by the year two thousand twenty. Free Coke. No, and it's yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it was the eighties. <laughs> uh, and it is. We are not going to have that technology at all like, yeah. by twenty twenty. They're like by the year. 2020 we're gonna put little machines in your body that will roll around like fixing damaged cells yeah and it's like no way that's mm, happening in nanomites the next, uh seven years so i mean like i don't know I, d I think it'll be less than we all hope 
That would really suck if someone just came up and they were like, enjoy your nanomites, and they just fucking injected little robots into your system. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be kind of, well, if they're running around fixing me, I like them. If they're doing the right stuff and not taking over, like, inner space style. Yeah, I don't want to have, like, a mini Den- Dennis Quaid inside me doing whatever you did in that movie. I didn't see the movie. I, I, just remember I would trail. rather have a mini Dennis Quaid in me than a mini Randy Quaid, <laughs> who would just wreak <laughs> havoc on your system and then is, not pay the bills. He's hiding. <laughs> hiding out in different parts of yeah. your body. Other robots are Hey, I am in your spleen. <laughs> Fucking crazy in here. Let's have a party. Uh, <laughs> did he ever go to jail for that? I guess it's a felony to ditch out on the hotel bill. He might be in Canada right now. Oh, okay. I feel like there's. It's kind of like jail. he's in between. He's somewhere between here and Canada. I don't know if he's there, and they're trying to get him back here, or he, I don't know if he's trying to get back to Canada. I don't know. That's but he's, he's just story. he's just out there. It's cool. almost like they should. The government should almost try to cast him in a movie just to capture him. Oh, that's a great idea for another movie—a movie about doing that Argo style to try to get people uh, to get Randy Quaid back. Okay, I—I'll do the study. Uh, it's just about Neanderthal skulls suggest that they became extinct because they had larger eyes than Hobo sapiens. Um, Did you say Hobo sapiens? I said Homo sapiens. <laughs> that's a great Hobo sapiens. <laughs> Hobo sapiens. Uh, I like that. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> that's the next stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it says, as a result, more of their brains were devoted to seeing in the long dark nights in Europe at the expense of high-level processing. By contrast, the larger frontal brain regions of Hobo sapiens led to the fashioning of warmer clothes and the development of larger social networks. So, Are they homosexuals? Uh, <laughs> probably. They probably they only, only like have sex hobos. with other hobos. <laughs> I, I believe homosexual is actually a phrase that exists. Is it really? For that exact... On Doug Loves Movies... Was it Douglas Movies or maybe it was The Interruption? I don't know. But one of the shows we did at Sketchfest with Doug Benson, we went on this entire like 15-minute run about uh, hashtag no hobo. <laughs> it was like, hey, uh, you mind if I borrow your bindle staff? No hobo. Like, it was just for like 15 <laughs> minutes great. of that, and Proops was, Proops was fucking slaying it. Oh, my. Of course he is. All right. So I've been riding the rails for like the last 10, 20. No hobo. Okay. Yeah, no hobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It just says Neanderthal, since they, uh, since they went to Europe and Homo sapiens stayed in Africa, like uh, Europe is darker like has longer nights, um, so they developed larger eyes, so their brain uh, focused more on like seeing and like quick reflexes because it's tougher to live in Europe like at this time, uh, whereas the Homo sapiens uh, frontal lobes developed to where they're like um, living with other people and like developing um, like warmer clothes, like they're like let's put more clothes on as opposed to just like let's live right now. So they're just saying. Uh, that when shit got real bad, like 28,000 years ago, when it was like, okay, now you got to use all your skills to survive this ice age. Like Homo sapiens had like the little edge that they needed to make it where Neanderthals. And there wasn't enough of a detriment to having the smaller eyes as far as, yeah, it was, I mean, really matter evidently. Yeah. It's like a short, like it was like a short term, uh, gain that neanderthals had like it was very short term like oh they can survive better in like a flight fight or flight situation right but they're not gonna they don't have developed the higher thinking the social network right which is i guess the case with a lot of animals that we ended up evolving to be substantially more able than like you know most animals can run quicker than us jump higher i guess technically all these like abilities if you isolate them from our thinking we're not great at a lot of physical abilities compared to other animals yeah can i can i mention the story that i found Absolutely. yes yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. you're like the first get predictively of all the guests we have <laughs> chris hardwick's the first guest who showed up with with a story that you actually found now i believe this uh, story takes place in australia because everything in australia wants to murder you yep, yep. um but uh there are so they're basically about 1200 species of bat and bats are responsible for about a fifth of mammals are bats and so part of the reason why scientists always felt that bats were so successful is that there's not really a – bats don't really have much of a predator. They're sort of at the top of their little chain. And so they had previously thought that bats flying into spider webs were these anomalies. Mm-hmm. But what they found is that there are these giant orb-weaving spiders that basically create these roughly 16-foot web nets – God. That catch bats. You know what that almost... That's like that turning point in a horror movie where 
they suddenly realize that the thing is doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that there's a there's a there's a goal. Or you're looking at something small, the camera suddenly pans back and yeah, you realize and, the scope of this thing. And the picture is um the picture's really horrifying. I mean these are oh, not yeah. giant bats. This, is this the picture you're referring to? Um E- e- that's one of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I that know. one's worse than the one that I that's, saw. The spider okay. is so. So the orb weaving spiders are the. We're gonna have to post that picture on our Tumblr. Yeah, the yeah. orb weaving spiders to me are creepier than. I mean, you know, you have those. You have those like South American bird catcher spiders, which are like they look like enormous tarantulas, like they're hairy spiders. And for some reason, hairy spiders don't bother me, but those like really oh. slick black, like spindly, it's like patent leather. It's yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like a leather spider spiders in a, in a gimp suit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Th- those spiders freak me out. So these orbs, these orb weaving spiders, they're probably about, I don't know, oh. I-, I would say six inches. You know, like they're they're good. They're good sized spiders, and they just build these enormous webs, uh, and they catch bats. And so you can see the pictures of, which I feel like, I feel like is almost like a Marvel versus DC uh, oh, yeah. subtext. <laughs> um, but uh, but the spider with a fucking bat wrapped up in a web, and it's just on the bat, like with its with its little teeth sunk into the it's fucking Ugh. so creepy the the leather thing you said reminded me i watched uh, i went to joshua tree with hampton yeah this weekend and then we just stayed up there and watched gone in 60 seconds that night it was just on tv and there's a part i didn't remember this all nick cage pulls out something leather and he just goes i'm a bad man and then he puts it on and it's a leather blazer it's like the least <laughs> cool thing I've ever seen anybody and he, put so on. He, and he turns into a, a, an orb weaving... Uh... No, he's just talking about like a cool leather leather jacket. The so spider, the spider like, thinks he's badass. He thinks he's he Nick Cage his, stealing yeah. 100 cars in 60 seconds. Interestingly enough, Nick Cage is the other super predator for bats. <laughs> he, just catches, he just catches bat. Come on, Brian, I'm back, bat. Uh, I'm coming for you. Yeah, that's a fucking... Okay, what? That's terrifying. So is there... Uh, did they say that this... Um, this is the only this orb weaving spider is the only one that does this though are so the, are it, the this is the poi- ultimate spider are those spiders venomous because as a general like I as a general rule I was always told the the ones that weave big webs aren't venomous because then that's their way of catching food that makes and sense I thought they have to inject something to paralyze the thing but like the ones that the... are properly dangerous like the ones that are really venomous tend to just hide in small crevices or in like in gaps in between wood in like in trees and then they just jump out and fuck you up i might have to jump now because lily tomlin oh. just got here oh Absolutely. my goodness that That's sounds good totally understandable um well, uh, and she's our, she's on. our she's our podcast today you have no idea how many of our shows have ended with that exact sentence yep that's we've got the lily clause <laughs> there's like an all escape right. button that, uh, and so speaking w- of which listen to the nerdist uh, an upcoming episode is going to feature lily tomlin i'm sure all of us are good to see you guys i i you know uh, this was a very fun episode it's exciting to learn about the liver stuff <laughs> it's really good to learn about how many young people can die from uh having alcoholism poisoning livers um we i accidentally learned that i said a horribly <laughs> racist thing which i humbly apologize for um, uh, and uh, and don't use that phrase anymore. Nope. I guess. I guess we gotta find a new one. There should be. It's be in the ever growing. Did list it? Of didn't it finally say. conclude that actually it's fine. It's just nautical and it's just being a good sailor. Jury rig. That doesn't okay. mean the internet won't find a way to get mad about it, man. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Although actually, being a good sailor is a horribly offensive term. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, he's what? a real good sailor. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, he sails real good. Well, thanks for okay. coming, Chris. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It, it's almost like we. we if, it's almost pointless asking if you have anything to plug because I'm pretty sure our audience is a subset of your audience. But uh, I'll plug you on the Nerdist TV show where you had a phenomenal stand-up set on the Nerdist TV show, which will air on March 30th, Saturday, Ooh. with guest Buzz Aldrin. With actually, the, he's not going to be on the Buzz Aldrin oh, okay. episode, uh, but uh, but he taped that day that Buzz Aldrin right. was there, so we didn't um, get to meet Buzz. It was pretty awesome. You got to meet Buzz? Oh, yeah. You have haven't we talked seen about it. it on Brooks, this? you've been cool. gone too long, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I touched an astronaut. It was great. I don't listen to this um, podcast. Oh, and Chris, you're going to be in London as well. <laughs> I believe I'm going to be in London, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know what the dates are for like when I'm going to be performing there. But you'll be at the Leicester Square Theater I'll be Square there in May. Point. I may be at the Leicester Square Theater. I'm not sure yet. Uh, somewhere in London. We're trying to work it out, but it'll be in May I at will some let point. People know. Listen, right. Chris Hardwick, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and gentlemen. As always, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please go on iTunes and comment and give us nice ratings and any questions, comments, clarifications to probablyscience at gmail.com or tweet us at probablyscience. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Science! Science!